whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Brought to you by Rock Antenna, Germany's number one rock radio station. How you doing? All right, all right. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Where Very are good. you? Where are you? Uh, I am in Nottingham in England. <laughs> all right. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I just finished um, 20, I did 20 uh, record store, like in-store acoustic appearances around, around the UK. All right. I just, I just finished the last one last night. So I did 20 stores in 13 days. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> go on. But it's good stuff. It's value for money. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, be, before we talk about the new record, you have to try and answer me one thing that makes my head explode. Oh, and just no. think about it. Okay. All right. Okay. The Black Star Riders are the heirs yes. to Thin Lizzy. Now Scott Gorham leaves the band in order to do something with Thin Lizzy. Do you see my head explode? <laughs> well, honestly, it's really simple. Okay. You know, I think it, I think it, I'll, I'll try and make this as simple as I can. Uh, um, so you know, when we when we when Black Star Riders formed ten years ago, obviously it was well documented that we thought about recording an album under the name of Thin Lizzy, and then we decided that rightly so that that was a bad idea. Yeah, we became Black Star Riders. Uh, we put out the record, and it did it did very well. It was great. Yeah. So we thought, okay, this is cool. We keep going. We did the second album. Second album did very well. So so now here we are, ten years in ten years later, and this is album number five. Yeah. And there's been a few. This like any band, there's been a few lineup changes, and um, Scott obviously was an integral part of the band, but I'm I've always been the main songwriter from from day one. Yeah. Um, so that hasn't really changed. And when Scott decided that he wanted to take things a little easier, uh, or maybe just do Thin Lizzy and not so much Black Star Riders, I said to him, you know, well, well, you know, well, I, do you want me to stop Black Star Riders? He said, no, you have to, you have to continue the band All right. because you've worked really hard to build up this legacy of, of great albums and you have a great fan base and the band's graces. You, you said so you can continue without me. So I said, well, you know, you're Scott Gorham. I can't, this isn't, I can't replace you. There's nobody plays like you. <laughs> so what's, you know, there's no point in me going to try and find somebody that, that, that's, that's going to try and stand in your shoes. Cause in my opinion, there isn't anybody a yeah. bit like me with, a bit like me with Phil with Thin Lizzy. There's no, yeah, Phil's, yeah. Phil's, Phil's unique. You can't replace him. So I said, okay, well, we, we continue, you know, as a four piece, I, I play more guitar because I always played a lot of guitar in the past with my old band, the almighty. And, and it, change, it changes our sound slightly. And we just continue with that, but we still very much are influenced by Thin Lizzy because we're all Thin Lizzy fans. Yeah. Um, and that's really it. You know, as long as the music is good and, and, and we have something to say and it's relevant, that's all that matters. doesn't really matter who's in the band. If you do the Black Star Riders and Scott Gorham does Thin Lizzy, how does Thin Lizzy work without you as a singer? Well, I'm still doing Thin Lizzy. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah, now we're getting closer to the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm still, I'm, I'm still absolutely singing with Scott and Thin Lizzy. Yeah, that's nothing has changed there. Ah, all right. Yeah. Guys, so, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations to your new record. It's Hooray. it's. Ob obviously great we really enjoyed listening to it thank you i just you thank know you. songs like like better than saturday night and riding out the storm they are so annoyingly addictive that once you hear them 
you keep humming them for the rest of the day. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, that's we the hate, idea. We, we hate you for that. Right? Inside <laughs> your head, man. They're like, it's like, it's like children's nursery rhymes. They get stuck in there. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's great. Was it hard for you to write <clears throat> the whole record? Um, not really. You know, I, I, I felt very inspired and I had a lot of ideas and I really enjoyed writing it and really enjoyed yeah. making this record. Um, I think without the sounding sounding in a sounding a, ba a bad way, um, I how can I put this? You know, when I, I would write a song before, I would give it to Damon Johnson, who was a guitar player in Scott Gorham, who are phenomenal guitar players, and they would take my idea and they play it, and I kind of give it away, and I wouldn't really play guitar on it or develop it. Mm. This time round, I kind of got to I played so much guitar, and I was I, so I was. I didn't feel I was giving my ideas away. I felt I could see them through. So I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I felt very much more involved in the recording mm -hmm. process rather than just singing. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, I was always writing, but again, I was giving the, the ideas over. So for me, I was much more involved and I really enjoyed that. Um, and the whole process was really cool. Um, You know, we got to record in Dave Grohl's studio in, in LA, which was amazing. 606, the, the legendary studio, and that was mm -hmm. phenomenal. Um, and uh, yeah, so I've got really good memories of making this record. I mean, obviously, it was difficult because we it was you know kind of put together during the end of the pandemic, but yeah. there was still some things in place where we couldn't quite travel and we had to use different studios. We couldn't all be in a studio at the same time. All that kind of stuff was still going on. But we dealt with it and it was okay. It was fun. You know, we managed to do it. How was it working with, I think there's been, you know, again, some lineup changes. Was Is the yeah. chemistry of the band now all right? Does it feel, you know, yeah, look, good already? You know, no, I mean, like, you know, being, being in a band is not, it's not a prison. It's not a prison sentence. It's okay. <laughs> to it, it is okay to leave. It's all right. <laughs> And, and everybody who's not has left. Nobody has been fired from Black Star Writers. Everybody's left under their own free will. Yeah. The pandemic changed a lot of things in the timeline when we were supposed to put the record out and when we were supposed to go on tour. We all do other things outside of Black Star Writers. Uh, and, and none so much so than Christian Martucci, who was our guitar player on another Steady Grace and, and was the guitar player on this record. Yeah. He's also been with Corey Taylor from yeah. Slipknot and Stone Star for 15 years. Corey's before he was in Blackstar Writers. Corey, when the album was supposed to come out, Corey was supposed to be off the road. We thought, great, we put our record out, we tour it, boom, we come back. Christian goes to Corey for a year. I do my next solo record. Then we yeah. do Blackstar Writers again. It all worked. Yeah. You have a pandemic, suddenly everything's crazy. Yeah. So Corey wanted to go out on the road this year. He wanted to make a new record this year. And Christian said, look, you know, Corey's my guy. Um, you know, I have to, I have to go with him which we understood. And, you know, of course it was annoying and, you know, I, I would prefer it if he'd stayed, but everything happens for a reason. And we, we, we bring in Sam Wood now from Wayward Sons, who is incredible. Um, so it all worked out okay, you know, and mm. the songs are good mm. and we have a good band yeah. and Robbie, <laughs> Robbie Crane's still there and he's my man. And, you know, so life is good. <laughs> That's great. You know, when you still, when you listen to all the Black Star Writers songs and uh, and uh, you pay a little attention to the lyrics, it's all, you know, even if you, if you, if you're probably not the person to experience everything, but stuff like, you know, as he, as he said in, uh, 
in uh, riding out the storm, you know, when, uh, uh, when, the, when the whiskey comes in, the devil comes out and stuff like that. I believe it, 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 it's you talking. It is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very it much it so. sounds that authentic, actually. Yeah. That's, that, that, but, that song especially um, is very, very autobiographical. You know, very, it's a very personal song to me. Um, mm. Lyrically, I mean, it's, it's pretty much a diary of my life. Um, and it's me dealing with that. I, I gave up alcohol a year ago. Um, and, and, and I, I, you know, I drank. I, don't, I, would, I wouldn't have said I was a big drinker, but I drank. But I, I noticed that any time there was a problem or an argument or something didn't work or something didn't happen or so I didn't feel good, yeah. it was related to alcohol. Mm. So I, I decided that I cut that out of my life. The difference has been phenomenal. Mm -hmm. um, and also I lost both my parents in the last few years and, um, thank you and, and so I was dealing, dealing with that uh, you know I was especially close to my father uh, we had a very good relationship so that hit me really hard um, and so dealing with that I also lost some friends as well some, a lot of my friends called my friends died very young and, and that was kind of crazy it, got, it kind of got me questioning my own my own morality, you know, because, you know, I'm, I'm not getting any younger and the road ahead is shorter than the road that's behind me. So I, I want to, you know, you know, how do I value it? My life, how do I see the road ahead? How do I see where I'm going? And that's really all the, it's all the self-reflection uh, on me and mm. on my family and on my friends and in that song. Are we on the wrong side or right side of the paradise? I absolutely think we're on the wrong side right now, sadly. Um, I really do. I think as a species, we're uh, a long way from where we should be. We have all this great technology and wealth and knowledge now, and we're, we're, using, it, we're using it to destroy ourselves instead of to make ourselves better. Mm. And that's really sad. Mm. should be the other way around. <laughs> You're actually right, yeah, uh, obviously. There's a, I think it's 11 songs on this record. Mm -hmm. But it seems like with every song, with every song, I think there's, there's not, not much looking to the left or to the right. It seems like you, with every song, you, you, you so, somehow caught the essence of the band. Thank you. Was that on purpose? Here we go, like, you know, I'm going to have a seven-minute <laughs> seven progressive rock metal song. <laughs> Because hey, it's in me. <laughs> You know what, man? If, if, if a song is over like three and a half minutes long, I get a nosebleed. <laughs> I'm like, what? How long is this? I, I am I'm a huge fan of get to the point, make your point, and get that out of there. I, everything, I'm not a big prog rock fan. I can appreciate it. Like, I love Tool. I think they're amazing. One of the most modern day pro rock bands out there, but it's just not in me to do that. I'm, I, I come from that pop sensibility of writing where it really has to be under four minutes. Um, and that's just the way I like to work. Um, and so do the guys in the band. We're, we're very big on having big choruses. And like you said earlier, we're very big in having songs that stick in people's heads and annoy them all day. That's what, that's, that's what, we, that, if we can do that, then we feel we've, we've done our job. <laughs> so, so that's why Damon Johnson left. He couldn't play a second guitar solo in the song. He, 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 we weren't prog rock enough for Damon. So he left, man, you know, <laughs> <laughs> he, he gets to, he gets to play Freebird now. It's like seven minutes long. He's happy. <laughs> I, I got to tell you something. Uh, when you guys played Bang Your Head Festival years yeah. ago, 
Yeah. I approached Damon backstage and I know he was from Alabama. Oh yeah. And I went to school there and I went up to him and I said, and I said, roll tight, man. It's really cool. And he just, he just turns around and looks at me and goes like, I'm a war Eagle. And he just walks off. Oh yeah. No, he's, it was so bad. No, dude, I, I, I'm not, (laughs) I'm, I'm not, I'm not the biggest, uh, you know, American football fan. It's not a college football fan. But Damon and I have had many conversations about it. And he's as passionate about that as I am about my soccer teams. And, <laughs> I, you know, and I've been in situations before where people have said that to him. And it's, it's one of the few times where I ever, ever really see Damon get upset is like when you mention the other team, you know. So, oh, yeah, no, he's, he's, war, eagle. he's war eagle all the way, 100%, that boy. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but we talk later on, and we no, he's friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, wow. what's this record gonna do for you? Well, I think what's, it's done okay. What's your so goals? Far. I mean, already it's charted. It's charted really well in quite a few countries. We're very pleased with that. Um, I think it's it's, it's gone at number twenty three in Germany, which is great. And yeah. we had a top ten here in the UK, and it's number one in the rock chart. And so that's uh, so right right from the start that's that's a good sign uh we start a, a uk tour next week all right uh, i know we're I, and I know we're looking at doing some some german dates for sure this year we will be yeah. um i mean I, I make no secret of how much i love germany obviously i have a huge connection there with my one of my daughters being half german and living in berlin so uh it means a lot to me to play germany and we will yeah. we will be playing we will be playing germany i think it's i think it just keeps the band i, I think you know, anybody that did write us off with the lineup changes and certainly with Scott Lee, because people do, people go, well, that's it, that's the end of the band. You know, they can't really carry on. I think we've proved them all wrong. I think the album, yeah. you know, I'm a big fan of, of, of don't do this, don't talk, show me, show me, show me. So the album's come out, it's done really well. The band's really strong. We're going on tour and, and that's all you can hope for. And I think to keep that going, uh, you know, do some festivals and then, and then let's get to work on album number six. It's been 10 years. I know. Is 10 years a long time for you? You know, <laughs> in, kind, in kind of, in kind of a respect that the Rolling Stones have been around 700 years, but yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, or is it yeah. just like, Oh, it's 10 years. How, how do you feel about yeah, that? Both. I think it, it doesn't feel like 10 years. Obviously I think we yeah. were all kind of robbed of a couple of years with the pandemic. I think yeah. that made yeah. things crazy. So that makes it feel shorter, but I'm very proud that it's been 10 years. And because and I, I didn't, I didn't know if we were going to get past the first record. I didn't know if anybody was going to be really interested. <laughs> um, so the fact that we're here now, 10 years and, and, and the fifth album, uh, yeah, it's incredible. And it's something I'm really proud of. I mean, it's the longest I've ever been in a band. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> yeah. Is I mean, the Almighty what? The, no. no. The Almighty split up. I mean, we, we were eight years, really. We went from 88 to, right. to 96, you okay. know, and we, yeah, got, yeah. We, we got back together briefly, but, you know, it wasn't, wasn't just only like a little few days here and there. But so really that was only eight years. So this is the longest I've ever been in a band. So that's a personal achievement for me. And I'm just happy that the band is progressing and evolving and moving forward. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Aren't there any demands from promoters who go like, well, we give you a, a, a batch of money if you play with the almighty again? Uh, yeah, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Constantly. Constantly. <laughs> uh, you know, and and uh, we're making an announcement very soon. I think everybody saw that on, on, the, on the websites. On, oh, on except the, me. We, oh, okay. We, we, we put a post up on... Uh, 
on New Year's Eve, uh, which said hashtag never say never. <laughs> and it, it, it caused it caused a lot of um, yeah, a lot of people freaked out in a good way. And uh, you know, I can't say what we're doing. We're doing something. Yeah, uh, all will be revealed very soon. Right. But you know, everybody. I'm still really good friends with all the guys, and everybody's happy, and everybody has their own life. And yeah. I'll be honest, nobody needs the money, and that's nice, and that's great. It's that nice, yeah. Does. Because yeah. if somebody did, if one of the guys is really hurt and are in trouble and we could do a few shows to help them out, yeah, of course yeah. we would, because you help your brother out. Yeah. But nobody is. Everybody has their own lives. Everybody's doing their own thing. Everybody is happy. So there's never been a need to like, let's get the almighty back together because we need to make money or it feels like it's unfinished. It, yeah. None of those apply. I mean, if we, get, if we get the almighty back together, it'll be because we just want to and it's going to be fun. Um, because life's too short. That's the reasons we we do it for. <clears throat> I would anyway. You have besides the Black Star Riders so much going on that I cannot even. I hardly can keep up with your discography. <laughs> Seriously, it's like there's tons of solo stuff. You know, like there's two records in 2015 and one in 16 yeah. and two in 17. How do you do all this? Like, how do you, uh, man, I just, where does I just, the output like, come from? Yeah. I, I just love to stay busy. I love to write songs. Um, I love to create. You know, it's a job and it's the best job in the world. And I never forget that I'm very yeah. lucky that I'm able and that I'm able to do that. And I treat it like a job. You know, I, when I'm not on tour or playing, when I'm at home, I get up every day and, you know, do what I got to do with my kids and get them to school. And then I go into my studio and I work six, seven hours, even if I create nothing, even if I finish the end of the day and go, well, that was crap. That was a waste <laughs> of a day. But I still feel that I did a day's work. <laughs> and uh, and I think that's how I, I have to treat it. I have to treat it that way, um, and I love it. You know, I just love it. I just, it's great. And you know, even if even even though it's a bad day, you always end up coming up with something that you can use maybe later on. You know, what is there that you haven't achieved yet? You um, as a person, as a person, and you with the band. You know, I, I can't be too critical, or I can't moan too much because I have achieved so much personally of what I I never dreamed of when I was a kid. Yeah. So many of my, so many of my dreams have come true. I mean, to, to me, it's just to maintain where I'm at and keep moving forward. Yeah, of course, I'd like to, to play bigger places. I'd like the band, the band I'm in to be bigger in, say, in America. Yeah, mm -hmm. of course. But I don't lie awake worrying about it because I'm at a level where it's comfortable and I enjoy it and I love to play. And if that's playing you know, in a bar to 150 people or that's playing in an arena to 50,000 people. It's okay. It's fine. I like both and I'm happy to do both. You know, <laughs> I just want to play. <clears throat> there's a, there's one thing of the past. I got to ask you because I think I haven't asked you that the last time <laughs> for a while. <laughs> We talked like ages ago somewhere. Sometimes. Yeah, 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 sure. I had, I had short hair back then, maybe that way, but anyway. Right, yeah. <laughs> You've been a part of the touring band at New Model Army. Yes. Why did you leave New Model Army? Because um, you haven't recorded with them as much as I know. No, I, I, the only thing that I'm on is, is some live stuff that came out as like your know, bonus material on, mm. on some stuff. That was an incredible experience for me. That was the first real band that I was in that I got paid and I went, I got to tour the world and yeah. blah, blah, blah. I was, I mean, I was super young. I was 20, 21 when I was in New Model Army. 
And I was a huge New Model Army fan before I got in yeah. the band. So that was sort of the first dream that came true. I learned so much from those guys. And, and Justin Sullivan from New Model Army is still a very close friend to me to this day. We still talk a lot. I still value his opinion. But I learned, excuse me, I learned so much. Um, they finished a world tour mm. and they went in to record the album Thunder and Consolation, which was a huge album for them. Yeah. Back, back at the end of the 80s. And they had a core as a three-piece. And they decided that they wanted to continue in the studio with the three guys on the record. Mm. And then when it was done, they'd give me a call and we'd go back on tour again. And no mm. problem. I'd already had the idea for the Almighty mm. while I was in New Model Army. And I thought, well, this is amazing. I can just sit here and wait for them to finish the record and then go and tour the world again. And it's great. It's fun and blah, blah, blah. But I've done that. And I've got to play in this amazing band that I love, but I have this brilliant idea for this band called the almighty. And I have to go and mm. chase this, chase this idea. And if I don't do it, another two years have gone by. Yeah. And I made, so I just said, and Justin came, came down to me and I'll, you know, I remember he just said, look, you know, we're going to make the record. We're going to make it without you. We'll give you a call when it's done. And we'll go back on the road. And I just went, look, I have an idea. I, I, I you know, love you guys, but I really want to go and try and do my own thing. And I really want to start out my own band. So I'm, I'm just going to, you know, we'll just call it a day at this point. And that was it. And it was, it was difficult because I, like I said, I'm such a fan of the band and I still am. I think they're incredible. Yeah. And, you know, they're just an amazing band. He's an amazing songwriter. and Like I said, he's still uh, a very dear friend to me and a huge inspiration. And it was a great introduction into the world of rock and roll. I couldn't have been in better hands. <laughs> That's great. Thank you very much for taking your time. Uh, thank you, man. Good to see you. And, and I hope to see you soon in Germany. I love that T-shirt. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. The tats. Yeah. The you cannot take it. <laughs> you know, I've, got, I've got a story for you. Yeah, yeah. Really, really, really go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. About Rose Tattoo. So when yeah. the Almighty, we went, we went to Australia in, in 1991 and we toured down there with a band called The Screaming Jets. Yeah. And it was yeah. amazing. We, we were down there for six weeks and we played in Sydney. And somebody, I, I'm a huge Rose Tattoo fan like yourself. And somebody, somebody said to Pete Wells from the band, the Almighty are in town and we were getting lots of publicity and Kerrang! magazine and all that stuff. So Pete Wells got in touch with me and yeah. it was just after Guns N' Roses had recorded yeah, Nice Boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he, he got the first publishing check. So he, had, <laughs> he, he had like lots of money that had just come in from this, right? And anyway, he, uh, he said, oh man, he said, well, I'm in town. I said, well, come over to the hotel. I want to meet you. You know, you roast that too. You know, we're not worthy. Uh, uh, and he came over and I hung out with him. We had such a laugh and it was brilliant. He said, Do you want to? I'll get up and we'll, I'll play with you guys tonight. And I went, Oh, Pete, that would be so killer. And he, uh, he said, Well, I said, What Rose Tattoo song do you want to do? You know, thinking, you know, so many great songs we could do. He said, No, I want to play on an Almighty song. And I went, Oh, wow. <laughs> so he got up and he, and he played, you know, he played a slide guitar on Wild and Wonderful. Mm hmm. And it was amazing. And he was using this really beat up old uh, Fender Telecaster. And it was just all beat up with the action really high because he, you know, he plays slide. And then we hung out after the show and, you know, we, we drank at two or three o'clock in the morning. And we, we, I went to bed and I got up to check out of the hotel the next morning. And the guy behind the set goes, oh, Mr. Warwick, uh, um, and Mr. Wells left something for you and handed me the guitar. Oh, that he used, oh. which, I, which, which I still have to this day. <laughs> so I have, I have a Pete Wells's Telecaster that he used to play on that, which is just, you know, 
unbelievable. Uh, so that's, that's my that's rose tattoo story. It's pretty cool, right? I got, I got, I got, I got one and a half for you because go on. When they, when they, I'm sorry if you still have the time. Oh yeah, man. No, cool. no, no. No. In the year 2000, they started yeah. touring again and they came to Germany. Yep. We, we had angry and Pete here in the studio, right here. Uh, All right. Yep. yep. <laughs> And we talked and it was a really nice chat, you know, among yeah. all of us. And then Angry said something. Yeah. And, you know, Richie Blackmore uh, was uh, about to do this and this. And Pete Wells looks at him and goes like, who's Richie Blackmore? No, brilliant. <laughs> and Angry goes like, oh, that's a guitar player of Deep Purple. Who else with this? Oh, 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 yeah, right. Oh, that's a bloke. Yeah, right. It's just brilliant. <laughs> it's Love the it. funniest thing ever. Yeah, those and guys, I, man. I had the I had the honor to introduce them on stage that night when they played wow. Munich. Yeah, and roasted too back then. Even back then in the year two thousand, mm. they were the 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 evil brothers of ACDC. And so Absolutely. all those people that went there in the audience, yeah, they came straight out of jail. Oh yeah. Oh no, <laughs> they're hard. They're hard men. They were hard men. It's it's not that that bad now anymore. But back then it no. was. Yeah. It was. It really yeah. was. And yeah. I went on stage. And I said, yeah, blah, I'm from this radio station, blah, which was all new back then. And I, I threw some shirts in the audience yeah. and, some, and some guy threw it right back in my face. <laughs> they, go, they go like, wow, wow, that's amazing. Oh, I know. I'm, yes, I cried, right? <laughs> but I'm going to tell this for the rest of my life because it's so funny. It's all roasted. That's a great story. Oh, brilliant, man. No, what a band. Love it. Oh man! So next time love I'm it. gonna go and introduce you on stage. We'd love to have you. You're yeah. very welcome. That would be killer. Yeah, you you, you have to pay somebody to throw a shirt in my face. It's all good. Yeah, we'll, re <laughs> we'll reenact it, right? You know what I mean. <laughs> all right. Uh, thank you very much, and uh, thanks for taking your time again. Of course, um, brother. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, see and you I'll, soon. You will indeed. Be be safe. Take care. <laughs> You do too. I'm sorry. Bye-bye. See you, brother. Bye-bye. Whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Subscribe to our channel for more rocking podcasts.